Hello, everybody. This is Mick Jagger from the Rolling Stones here. Anyway, taking a break from our 53 Nation tour, El Presidente has asked me to come over and introduce this to Staggering Stories, podcast 103. Oh, oh thank you very much. Anyway, Keith, get your bottle of Jack Daniels. We're off to my steak. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this, the Staggering Stories Podcast 103. I'm Crumbly. I'm Adam. And I, yes, I am Keith. We have no ladies tonight. No, no, uh, no. It is, it is a testosterone-only zone. Testosterone. Reminds me of that joke. This is Stories of Information Live. Okay. Without further ado, excising the inflamed vermiform appendage with the scalpel of news, it's the news of El Presidente. Where did you find them? Where did they come from? Has he got a little scrabble bag where he picks phrases out? Doctor Who news then. Lots of season six news or New Who series yes. six or whatever you want to call it. Yes. New Who season new New Who season two. Gashon. <laughs> what would what season would have you he have called it? That would be thirty two or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, if you're following a scab long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Let's <laughs> no, say again. Gashon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we getting uh, to the point. There's a point here. So, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the next block of Doctor Who episodes will begin airing on Saturday, twenty third of April, twenty eleven. Yeah. Yay! Weekend, yeah, that's it, or so we believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, that certainly was happening in the US, yeah, and it's inconceivable they would get it before us. Has happened before, mm-hmm. yeah, you never know, before, a couple yeah. of times, and it has happened before, but not this time. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> and rumors abound that the second episode might actually be the day later on Sunday, Ooh. Easter Ooh. Sunday, mm. but Ooh. we don't know for sure yet. We haven't seen the radio times yet, no, not no, yet. no, they only officially say two weeks in advance, something like that, yeah, which is about the time that uh, radio the times come out, out. Which, yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the first two episodes have been named. What's Ooh. their names? El Presidente. Vast Toffee. Yeah, man. Himself, Stephen Moffat, has named them the Impossible Astronaut. Ooh. And the Day that Amy Mooned. Uh, the Day of the Moon. <laughs> Wishful thinking. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes, well, I think yeah, Rory cops an eyeful in the uh, children. In, in the, <laughs> yeah, 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 we're relief. coming back to yes. that. We we're will come back, back to that. Spoilers. Yeah, but, but I've seen it many a times before. <laughs> If that isn't enough to wet your loins, Last <laughs> Toffee has also written what is believed to be a set of prequel scenes mm-hmm. for the opening two-parter, the first of which is already up on the official Doc 2 site. Which I think we're going to be discussing later in this I podcast. I think we will. Yes. No doubt the second one, and I believe there might be a third one as well. I believe there's only going to be three. three I seem them. to 
remember reading somewhere that there's only three. Unlike the Webis, uh, the Tardisodes, mm, yeah, yeah, seasons yeah. ago. That makes sense. So there's about four weeks until the premiere now. Yeah. So yeah. we have one a week, and then a week's gap this. between yeah. the last one. And, yeah. Yeah. By the time this comes out, the next one will probably be out. Yes. Mm. Yes. 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 Also, the name of the Neil Gaiman episode has come out. That, that we're not going to tell you it. Yeah. This uh, oh, we will say. I think it's causing something of a stink and a little bit of controversy. Oh. But it might not be anything to do with what people think it is. It reminds me somewhat of a uh, season three yes. episode title, yes. Yes. which claims something which was not strictly true. No, wasn't wasn't a hundred percent. Yep. Doctor Who, Killer of Trees. <laughs> Time to buy a new bookcase to have the whole slew of new Doctor Who books scheduled for publication in the coming months. Scheduled, surely. <laughs> <laughs> That's for our American viewers, yeah. scheduled. Scheduled, scheduled, who cares? You uh, potato. On, on April the 28th, three new 11 Doctor Who novels will be released, titled... Scared. ...of Winter, The Way Through the Woods, and... Hunter's Moon. Mm. All also feature Amy and Rory. Mm -hmm. On the 12th of May, the Dalek Handbook is due. Um, Being pedantic, shouldn't that be Plunger Book? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. As if that isn't enough, BBC Books are also reprinting a set of 1970s Target novelisations. The Daleks, The Crusaders, The Scythemen, or as it was, the Moonbase, The Abominable Snowman, The Auton Invasion, a.k.a. Spearhead from Space. Spearhead from Space, And the cave monsters, a.k.a. the Silurians. Mm. Each will feature original Chris Archelius artwork and a new introduction by the likes of Neil Gaiman, Steve Baxter and Russell T. Davis. Mm. That's the original uh, Chris Achilles yes. artwork, not yeah. the new. No, that's the original yeah. first publication. Yeah. I've got those ones. They're up in the loft at the moment. I so. think I've probably got them. Yeah, they're, 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 I haven't got rid of them. They've been stored up in the loft. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not all. Penciled in on March 2012, we will finally see a novelisation of Douglas Adams' Doctor Who story. In this case, the unfinished Shada. Mm. Gareth Roberts is feeling his inner Terence Dix <laughs> to bring us this hardback book in presumably a similar form factor to Moorcock's The Coming of the Terror Files released last year. Yeah, that's interesting. Listen, yeah, mm. I'm just wondering, would the Target novelisations re- yeah. have the illustrations in as well? Yes, they do. The, they, those which have them. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. not uh, all of them had them. Crusaders but. certainly did. Did Daleks? Daleks did. Crusaders did. I'm not sure about Cyber uh, Cybermen, but the Abominable Snowmen, and I think Auton Invasion did, and maybe Caves. Oh, right. Because they were the first group. Yeah, the first Crusaders and Daleks weren't the, actually the, the, Target books, were no, they? No, the, uh, Daleks and Crusaders dated back to uh, 1965. It was a reprint of a 1965 I've got uh, Crusaders in yeah. the original form. It was, it was originally released Daleks, Crusaders, and Web Planet. Okay. Those were the three mm. original 1960s, and then nothing. Green Dragon or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah, nothing else happened until uh, Target picked up the banner in uh, the 70s, mm. early 70s. So lots of books coming. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. buy that new bookcase. Yeah, yeah, I'm, te- I'm tempted to know whether whether I should re-splurge just to... Um, it's very odd. Why are they... The dedication. Mm. 
why are they re-releasing the Target well, books? Well, you can't get them now. They're, they're all well, I see, I mean, you, can, you can get them in collector's shops and yeah. off eBay, but you can't buy them. It may be a prelude to them re-releasing them. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And they're if, chucking out three books every mm-hmm. every quarter, are they, of, well, of 11th but Doctor? But obviously with the new yeah. series, I mean, obviously, so that's whetted people's appetites for the original series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, they're, obviously, if they want to see novelisations... Yeah, there could be. And the, the BBC always wanted to have the Target books in-house, but mm. due to copyright... Mm. And, yeah. and licensing and whatever they could never get out get them back yeah. anyway torture news oh yeah Ooh. new miracle world day usa premiere dated oh the u.s co-production channel stars <laughs> has Gross. announced a friday the 8th of july 2011 start date for what is currently entitled torture miracle day there is currently no word on when the BBC will screen <laughs> this fourth season of Torchwood, but many expect it to be on the same day. Now, this is one where the Americans could well get it before mm. us. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, at the that. moment, it's it's American-funded, mm-hmm. mostly American-funded. I don't know how, how it splits, yeah. but yeah. I suspect they yeah, the so majority of it. I mean, if, yeah. if that's the case, they will, they're going to want first dips on the yeah, screening anyway. No, you can understand yeah. that. You can mm-hmm. understand yeah, fair enough. I'm yeah. just wondering, um, has all the principal photography been finished? No, I haven't no, heard still filming. That's a very tight schedule then, isn't it? They're used to it in America, though, because they churn out 22, yeah. 24, 26 mm, episodes yeah. a year. They, they're basically filming an episode a week, aren't they? Yeah. Out there. So they are used to a quick turnarounds compared to us. Well, we'll have to um, remain to be seen. Yeah, I would expect it to be probably the same day, maybe yeah. the day after. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be that much of a gap because no. people just download it. That's it. That's it. And they'll be losing. Yeah. Anyway, and yet more Doctor Who news. Tom Baker wants a big finish. Mm. Sounds a bit rude. Well, <laughs> our, our president has been predicting that in his New Year's <laughs> <laughs> for the past three yeah, years. For the past three yeah. years, yeah. <laughs> not his actual death, but hell may be freezing over. That. Uh, Tom Baker has, after many years of teasing, yeah. finally signed up to star in a set of big finish audio plays as the Fourth Doctor. Yes, Ooh. alongside Louise Jameson playing Leela and Mary Tam playing Romana One. According to the Big Finish website, the first season of six single disc releases will begin in January 2012 with a second season of seven single-disc releases to follow at a date to be confirmed. There will also be a five-disc box set entitled Doctor Who, The Lost Stories, the fourth Doctor box set. Mm. I'm surprised mm, yes. that Elizabeth Sladen isn't in there. That's true, I didn't think of that. I'm not surprised that Romana 2 is Yeah, I can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> but there again, has she appeared in other big finish uh, releases? She, she has. Mm. Well, a long time actually did the yeah. Sarah Jane mm, Yeah, mm, yeah, before, before the TV series. Yeah. Yeah. That was quite a while back. That mm. was. But yeah, if a suitable financial inducement, she probably, yeah, she probably I'm will. Sure, yeah. I'm not, I'm Maybe there's some problems with the character now that she's be. back on TV. Ah, could yeah. be, mm-hmm. could be that. I don't know. BBC might be wary of them yeah. targeting the the fans of Sarah Jane Adventures mm. yeah. with this stuff. Though it's different market, isn't it? Really? Yes. yes. Good news, I think. Depends <laughs> how he plays it. Depends how. Mm. I I got to admit, the BBC Tenth uh, Doctors, the uh, Hornet's Nest, Fourth Doctors, yeah. Uh, sorry, Fourth Doctor, Hornet's Nest. I haven't listened to um, um, the Demon th- Quest or whatever. Demon, I haven't listened to the Demon Quest yet. No. But I don't think this. This is going to sound very critical, but I don't think Tom Baker played the Doctor until the last disc, the last two discs. Mm. He was playing Tom Baker as he is now. Yeah. Well, maybe he's now got back in the groove. May have done, and maybe being back with uh, Louis Jameson, Mary Tam will yeah. bring it back a bit more than it would be because he didn't actually do that much with Benton. Isn't it? Uh, he didn't Yates. He didn't he do. Yates? He didn't do anything with Yates. Oh, didn't he? Okay. No, because because Yates left 
in Planet of the Spiders, the character. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And that was um, Pertwee's regeneration story. So mm-hmm. the that, character knows the Doctor, but the two actors never work yeah, together. Yeah, the two actors never actually worked together. Oh, okay. Because it was, if I remember rightly, it was initially meant to be the Brigadier. Yeah. But that's when uh, Lith- uh, uh, Nicholas Courtney had had his stroke. Yeah. So they had yeah. to re- rewrite. Mm, yeah. So well, let's hope. Be, yeah, we'll be interesting. We'll see how we go. They're certainly going for broke. Lots of discs there. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah, can't deny mm. that. And I think they will sell. Oh. Yeah. I'm sure they will. Yeah. Soon. Oh, yeah. Right. We end up with quickfire news roundup. <laughs> Michael Goch. Dead. Dead. The celestial toy maker and counsellor Hedin died on the 17th of March this year, aged 94 or 95. Apparently mm. he doesn't know what year he's born. Oh, okay. He knows it's one of two years. He doesn't oh. know which year he was actually born. He knows the day of the year, <laughs> but not the actual <laughs> not the year. year. Not the actual year. Which is okay. rather odd. Okay. There we go. Well, he's had a good innings. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, pretty good innings. That, that, that's incredible. That's also famous, of course, for being uh, Alfred Pennyworth. Yes, in, in the in original... For the Batmans. The original Batman films. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And you can also follow the Colin Baker. Dead. <laughs> I, was wait, I was waiting for uh, my ketchup and mashed potato oh, uh, party, but, Okay, we'll go with dead. <laughs> Not dead. <laughs> That's better. May ketchup and mashed potato be upon him. Uh, you can follow him now on Twitter as Sawbones Hex. No idea what that mm. refers to. Sawbones. Well, well, Sawbones is another name for a doctor. It's a nickname for a doctor. Ah, okay. Hex. Hex. Six. Right. Yeah. Very clever. Um, <laughs> I personally have two who addendums. 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 I have to try to remember what they were. I did know, but I've forgotten. Um, <laughs> one, well, one might be a who addendum is the um, the series picture for next season of Who is up on the Doctor Who website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a shot of a NASA spaceman. That's right. Yes, mm-hmm. astronaut. Yes, mm-hmm. with the Doctor, Rory, and the police box shell reflected mm, in, in the, the visor. Screen. Amy. Yeah. In the visor. Mm. Oh, sorry. A- Amy. Can't, can't forget Amy. As I forgot <laughs> Amy. I'm sorry. <laughs> reflected in the uh, space, mm. spaceman's visor. Mm. Yeah. Now, the th- question I have to ask, or the, the point I'm making with, I didn't notice, but yeah. Yeah, the point I am making with this is you can read the word police box. Mm. Now, if it's reflected, surely the word police box should be yeah, backwards. Should, yeah. mm. So, mm. is this a Photoshop error, or... Are Amy, Rory, the Doctor and the TARDIS inside the spacesuit? And remembering the title of the episode is... The Impossible Space Impossible Astronaut. Astronaut. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Pretty impossible. Yeah, that's pretty impossible. I think it's an error, personally. (laughs) Well, I would say it's an error, but considering last season with the jacket and... Maybe, but then we also had, if we believe Moffat, is an error with Rory's badge, 1990 on it. Yep. Things like that do sneak through. That's it. He's twisting us into knots. The bastard. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to edit that out. Um... My my second, I didn't see this. I didn't see this broadcast, but I, it was out uh, up on one of the uh, one of the blogs. Oh yeah, is you had the short little trailer where you see the astronaut open the come up to the police box. It's all reflected in the visor, and the doctor open. Okay, the I haven't seen that one. Okay, and, well you got NASA spaceman going towards camera. Something reflected in his visor. You see the police box doors open. It's the yep. TARDIS and the eleventh Doctor's there. That's yep. it. Yep. Now apparently on the trailer that was shown on BBC One. Right. It's just the Doctor in the TARDIS. Yep. On the trailer that was shown in BBC Two, there's the Doctor in the TARDIS and another fleeting face down in one corner. It's only on screen for less than one second. 
mm. that somebody's taken a still of both trailers and put them up, and there is a distinct blurred face in the background of one of them. Okay, well, that mm. might work into my theory of what's going on, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to that later. Okay. Yep. Any more addendums? That, I'm addendumed out. That's my two oh, addendums. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, thus endeth the news. Anyway, last week saw the, the screening of what has become a yearly event on, on BBC TV, the uh, Comic Relief Telethon. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Karen's not here. <laughs> okay. Yes, and um, it has become a tradition to uh, feature a, a short Doctor Who segment. Yeah, sort of during the evenings of proceedings. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's been for the past couple of years. Mm, yes. Yeah. That's in Children, children need. in Need. Yeah. And Children in Need as Last well, Last yes. comic relief we had uh, Sarah Jane Adventures. Yes. Mm? Yes. Not Doctor. That was played semi-seriously. Mm. But anyway, <laughs> we're talking about Doctor Who. And it was two distinct little... What was it, eight minute episodes? Four. Four minute. Two four, four minute episodes. Two four minute episodes. Yeah. Played seriously, but they were fun episodes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played tongue in cheek. Yeah. Yes. First one was tongue called. Tongue in somewhere. <laughs> Watch it. First one was called Space. Yep. Mm-hmm. The fun. No, wrong, wrong series. Sorry. Wrong series. Mm-hmm. And. Um, Spark. Could someone give us a, a quick run-through of what happened, very quickly? Very quickly, not much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Doctor was um, trying to do something with the console. Yeah, was, was repairing the console. Amy comes in and wants to ask him a question. Mm. Seems quite... Urgent. Determined, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There's something going on there, I'm not quite sure what. And the Doctor then calls down to Rory, yes. underneath the console, yes. doing something for the Doctor. Yes. Amy gets quite upset that Doc's Pl- asking Rory yeah, to help. Plugging in the thermal couplings, I think. Mm, a that's years. something, yeah. Yes. Whatever that is. <laughs> and before we know it, for reasons which we will go into in a second, uh, Rory drops on the thermal couplings. Yep, yep. Uh, causing to the TARDIS to stop. Stop and needs mm. to emergency land somewhere. Yes, yes. The safest place it can. Yes. Which is inside so itself. itself. Inside, the, yes. inside the TARDIS, yes. And then you have a space loop. Yeah, like a Morbius mm. loop yeah. type thing. Yeah. Yes. So they can't get out of the TARDIS. No. They go out of the door, they you come out Yeah, the they door come out of the police box doors, Amoeba which is sh- inside the TARDIS. Uh, yeah. Me- Meebus strip. Yeah. Not yeah. Morbius. Oh, sorry, Rebus. <laughs> I do a humbly... Uh, <laughs> so long. <laughs> throw myself in your, your general direction. So that's pretty much where the first mm. episode yeah. so ends. It ends, mm. yes. But we didn't really discuss why. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, it, it's a situation El Presidente fervently wishes he was in. It, 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 it's quite amusing, because the thing, it, we're, we're sidetracked into uh, letting Amy fly the TARDIS, mm, yes. and Amy passing her driving, driving test, test before yeah, yeah. Rory, but she only passed it simply because she wore a short skirt. But she didn't wear a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps the skirt she was wearing at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a whole thing about Amy having passed her test by basically cheating. Flirting mm. with the, yeah. With the, the, yeah. The, the driving instructor didn't actually see the driving because his attention was preoccupied elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of driving, I almost ran over a cat on the way here. Oh, dear. Almost. Ah, she's yeah. faster. Mm. There's, uh, there's just, and it also brings in the topography of the TARDIS quite nicely, I thought, mm. because Rory yeah. drops the thermal coupling because... And the line is, my husband, a short skirt, 
glass floor. My skirt, mm. my husband, and your glass floor. Yeah. So yeah. basically, Rory was doing the readers' wives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I have to say, any small kids, put your fingers in the in your ear in, and go. No, in your ears at this point in time, yeah. because it does beg the question: Was she wearing knickers at that point? I'd like to think not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think yeah. you would. Yeah. <laughs> it does beg that question. Yeah. <laughs> Love the doctor's reaction. Yes. Oh, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a typical eight-year-old boy reaction. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't do that sort of sweaty bodily function type thing. No, we, we don't have any truck with that. You can tell he's not human. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's yeah. stuff about him being a bloke. No, no, he's not. His interest in Amy is purely avuncular. Yeah, it's, it's up to a certain point. He's a bloke up, mm. and there's a definite line mm-hmm. drawn where he doesn't go over blokiness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, a really funny... Moffat being his yeah. old uh, coupling self, yes. really, more than... Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. It's the dialogue here. It's Because it's so short, nothing can major happen, but the no, dialogue... No, and they've only got the main set. Yeah. Mm. But the dialogue sparkles. It does, yeah. Really good. Really yeah. Good. bit like the Meanwhile on the TARDIS. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Not quite as funny, though, as no, I think. No. Well, that, that, I think they've deliberately upped the humour because where it's being shown. Mm. I, actually, I thought it was less funny, but I think the uh, Meanwhile the Tice was funny because it was so in-jokey. Yeah. Well, this, they couldn't do it so much because it was a massive yeah. audience who wouldn't know the backstory. Yep. But anyway, we then get on to part two, which is called Time. 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 Mm-hmm. The Doctor puts his hand through the door, the yep. piece box, and, yeah. and mm-hmm. you can see it coming through the the doors yeah, in I think the console room yeah. or was it the other way around I think it was the other way around but... and you get all that and it's a nice effect yeah. you could leave it yeah. and then Amy comes through Yeah, I think this is actually still space but we... mm. is it because she she, it, she opens the doors walks through says, oh kids this is where it gets interesting that's it yeah. that's, that's, where that's the, the end of that's the end, end, of, of, uh, space. end of space yeah. we then have time with yeah okay so Amy has come through the main doors yep. in the console room yeah but not gone through the doors yeah. of the police box. So we have two Amy's. Mm, two Amy's. Yes. Two for the price of one. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're there with Rory on this one. <laughs> yeah. And Amy explains it's because the police box has yep. drifted yeah, the, in time. The interface has drifted forward in time yeah. slightly. So if you walk through the police box now, you, you enter a couple of seconds in the past. past. Mm. Yeah. 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 And that seems to drift a bit further because the time yeah, gap it, it expands. Is different yeah. later. 30 seconds, 40 seconds a mm. minute. You know, it seems mm, to get it. shorter again, actually. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember rightly, yeah. the doctor asks when Amy walked into the TARDIS. And oh, yeah. Just after he slaps Rory, or she slaps Rory. Yeah. That's when Rory wants mm. to know why the hell he has to be slapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the doctor explains you've got to do it right. Yeah. Otherwise, you end up with two Amys. Yes. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Um, then what do you do? Yeah, and then Rory <laughs> thinks of what he would do and gets slapped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Amy's reaction. Her, oh yeah, her shocked reaction. It, well, it's again. I, I have shocked. to. I, I have to say, uh, the the guy who plays Rory. Yeah, really it's certainly did. in this one. He does so many things without actually saying a word because mm. it was just the look. Then, yeah. Cut, cutting mm. back to uh, spaced, it's when he drops the thermal coupling and yeah. you get a shot of him through the glass. Wearing wearing the big goggles and it, again, it's just the look and it's yeah. it's hilarious. And so he's he's doing a grommet. Yeah, the way he says sorry, he says sorry two or three times. Yeah. Mm. each yeah. time different in a funny way. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, my respect for his acting ability has shot up just because of this little short. I mean, mm. he's been good 
in the previous season. Mm-hmm. He was wonderful in the previous season. But this little short, he's been so much again. Mm. You know, he's personally, he's raised the bar. All three of them are really good comedy actors. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they work really well together. Then uh, Amy goes to go out of the TARDIS yep, yep. and talks to herself. Oh, yes. <laughs> do, do I really look like that? And, and what's the line <laughs> yeah, from yeah, the Doctor? Um, Pond flirting with herself. True love at last. Yeah. <laughs> so this is how it ends. Pond mm, flirting with herself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that, Rory, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 don't worry. <laughs> Again, it, it's that one line, and he's yeah. just looking. Yeah. You can tell exactly what he's Oh, yeah, you don't need the words. You don't need the words. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Do we, need, do we need to take a break? And get I think we do. I think get you a bucket of. <laughs> Excuse me, listeners, we'll be back right after this break because El Presidente needs a cold shower. <laughs> <laughs> he's, taking, he's taking his jacket off. <laughs> Can he overheat it? <laughs> oh, it's a good job, Gene and Karen. That's all I have to say. They, you wouldn't hear the end of it. Anyway, yeah, after Pond flirting with herself, which uh... <laughs> he's gone again, <laughs> ladies what and gentlemen. We'll be back after this. After the second cold shower. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah. It says a lot about Amy, though, doesn't it? The way... Yeah. And what was it like? I'd, I'd certainly give you a, a license. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Amy 1 goes into the police box shell, yep. so we're left with Amy 2. Yep. And then Amy 3. Yep. And Rory 2. Yep. Yep. <laughs> come through... The police box, box doors. Yeah, yeah, come from the outside. So essentially they came from the police come, box. Yeah, come, yeah, sorry, yeah. Yes, they're coming through the main doors. Yeah. Then, well, how does the doctor know to get rid of them that time? Oh, uh, he doesn't. Mm. I think uh, what he, he just grabs them and he said, what happened? You pushed him in, in here. So he just grabs hold of Amy 2 and Rory 1 and pushes yeah. them in through the police box. Well, sort of way from Amy to yeah, Amy. Uh, to Amy. <laughs> what I do like is Rory 2 trying to explain it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Rory 1 turns on, do I have to remember all that? No, it just seems to come naturally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he then, what is it, uh, sets, I think it's rather like the time crash, sets the TARDIS for a temporal implosion. Yeah, a controlled one, if yeah. he gets the right lever. That's yeah. Right. yeah. He doesn't know which one to get. He doesn't know which is the lever. And which point... He suddenly runs in through the doors mm, and shouts, it. the wibbly lever! The wibbly lever! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do like the way he says that. Yeah. Wibbly lever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this is me. This is one of my hang-ups. I love techno babble, and wibbly lever is quite, not quite technical enough for me. <laughs> but that is the flavour of the show it is, oh, as it grief, is at yeah. the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very yeah. light, very flippant. Certainly mm. this was a very flippant yeah. couple of oh, episodes. Yeah. So. It's a comically special. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sour grapes on my point, and I acknowledge that. It's just... A, I, like I really tech. like the way he delivered the line, I think. <laughs> yeah, I like tech, I'm sorry. Gusto. <laughs> and and it's tech in its place, not tech as yeah. it was in Voyager. How are we going to get out of this tech, 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 tech? Yeah. Oh, that's it. You know, God. within minimum amount of tech, within context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes! And then they're all back to OK, and yeah, then... Yeah, the TARDIS dematerialises, or the outer shell dematerialises yeah. from the inner shell, and they're back in normal space. And then the Doctor says, Pond... Put some trousers on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the look between her and Rory yeah, yeah, yeah. as he walks away. 
Yeah, she gives him a bit of a scowl, and then as he walks away, she kind of smiles. Yeah, <laughs> mouths something to Rory, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't make out what. Mm. <laughs> all in all, oh, good yeah. fun, I think. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. it was, yeah, a, it was a very, very enjoyable eight minutes. Mm. Mm. They were yeah. shown something like 20 minutes apart on the night, I think. Yeah, yeah. But it was still very enjoyable. Very giggle-worthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, many a slash fiction has been oh, created. Oh, I'm yes. quite... I think uh, uh, fake Keith was going to send you a couple. She, she never did. Oh. I'm still waiting. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> oh, dear. Stocks in tissues has just gone yeah. through the roof. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully they're going to be on the disc. Yeah, hopefully mm. they will be on the DVD. Oh, yeah, I would imagine yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, the, mm. the, the box set. Yeah, the box set, probably the uh, van- vanilla versions as well. Mm. Yes. Mm. Everyone else who doesn't get comic relief or hasn't looked on YouTube... Yeah, they're on YouTube. Them. Very low quality. On Very YouTube. low quality on YouTube, on YouTube, but still enjoyable. They were in high def yeah. on TV. So, yes, I think we, that's where I found out the title of the first episode of the next season, because it flashes up, they will return. I think we did know a day or two before. May have done, but I hadn't looked, so that's the first time I found out the title of the next episode. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, if you get to see it, watch it. Yep. You'll enjoy them. Also, we've had released on BBC Intranet, on the Doctor Who website. Official Doctor Who website, yeah. Official Doctor Who website. A prequel episode. Well, a prequel scene. A prequel scene. So it reminds me a lot of the uh, TARDISodes that were shown during season two. Yeah, set up to the coming story. Yes. In this case, the impossible astronaut and when Amy moons. Yes. (laughs) Now, now. (laughs) Which is um, a scene within the White House, Mm, which we Mm. assume is President Nixon, which was 69 to 73, I I think. About 73. Look it up on Google. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, Wikipedia. Yes. Americans probably know that. Probably instantly, yeah. Um, As far as we can tell, a small, perhaps Scottish, the accent sounds Scottish to me. I don't know, I don't take that. You're you're reserving judgment. But anyway, a, a small child, possibly six or seven, phoning the president... Mm. But the, the, the voice certainly sounds seven or eight to me. Maybe. Young, youngish, Ve- it? Very young. Mm. Maybe yes. even younger than eight. Sounded maybe a bit American. I think that was what they were going for, whether they but, yeah. got it. I don't to know. me, the accent sounds Scottish, but that's, that's, that's me. I'm quibbling. I'm making up theories in my head and getting myself excited <laughs> needlessly. But anyway, uh, telling him... It, it actually comes through on his private red phone. Mm-hmm. It was the red phone that's he was phone. answering. Yes. Uh, telling him to look behind him because the monsters are there, the monsters mm. are behind you. Mm. When asked who told her, her this, it was the spaceman. And then the phone hangs up, yes. the, the line uh, cuts off, whoever is on the other end hangs up, the president sits back, and we get, how can I put not distorted, but not in focus. Not, mm. yeah, not focused. Not yeah. focused. Mm. What looks like a grey. Certainly mm. what looked like mm. the grey at the end of the Christmas trailer. Yeah, looks exactly the same as that. Yeah, yes. I mean, yeah. a grey wearing a business suit. Yes, yes. Or a Secret Service mm. suit. We did see a Secret Serviceman standing by some flags. It's not clear if that's meant to be the same Yeah, you got, the, imp- you got mm. the impression that he was in the Oval Office with the President. Mm. Yeah, but there, it was wasn't... A, there was a window behind him, too, yeah. as there was yeah. the grey. But... Yeah, you saw him in isolation. He wasn't in context, anything. No. It looked like he was in the Oval Office, so you assume... That he was in there as well. Yeah, don't so, know. Very, very spooky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Wonderfully oh, yes. done. Mm. Again, I think it's touching on what Moffat does best. 
children out of context. Children, best. <laughs> now, now. Touching, what I mean, touching what, children. What I mean, what I mean is, um, you take the smiling child, happy-go-lucky. You do the eyes wrong, and it's or change something in the context, and it's suddenly sinister. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's one of Moffat's, it's one of Moffat, Moffat's staples. Well, it's yeah. the whole it's the whole blink. Um, yeah, yeah. reminds me a lot of uh, the Empty Child as well. Yeah, mm, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was. I mean, that's what I was going for. I should say, sort of, yes, to do with children and the idea that monsters exist. Yes, mm. yeah. And as I say, sort of, when some yeah, when a small child says, "Look behind you," you just think to yourself, "Oh, that's <laughs> 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 Nicky Wallace, probably." Uh, probably, <laughs> yeah. So you know, it, it certainly has wept my appetite. I, mm. I've got. Thousands Thousands of theories that I'm thinking up each day and discarding. Mm. <laughs> Should we quickly go over season theories? Oh, have we got time, or should we do it next time? I think we might do that next yeah, time. Next time okay. Yeah, next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Give give them a chance to work up their theories and send them yeah. in. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mine are actually already published on uh, the Who's the Man podcast. Ah, Lisa's podcast. Yes, mm. I remember you saying yes. Yes. Right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the rest of these strange little objects that go... those small furry creatures from from Alpha Centauri (laughs) out there. We have been, well, most of us have been watching Primeval. Or even Mm. Primeval. So, we are going to get ten minutes of us waffling on about that. Me making it up as I go along, because I didn't see any of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, gentlemen. Yes. What was it, the final four, final five episodes? Mm, Something like that, yeah. Yes. Mm. So, mm. what do you think? What was your opinion? How did ITV and Watch handle this? Well, they're definitely cranking up the tension. Cranking mm. something. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cliffhanger ending. Mm. Not surprisingly, as we know, they got a season five. Mm. Yeah, well, it's a, it was mm. a two, a double handle, wasn't it? Season four, season yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. Mm. A double Amy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back after this shower break. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. we find out a bit more about this mysterious Matt. Matt, yes. Mm. Yes, we actually find out he's from the... Well, he and the old gentleman he was visiting in the nursing home. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was oh. his father. Mm. Oh, mm. that was your father. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> yes, basically they're from a future where, um, well, let's just say the anomalies have been multiplying. Mm. Yes, big time. Would this be the same future that the lizard creatures came from in the past A seasons? possible future. Ah, yeah, it gets a bit complicated. Yes. That's point. Yeah, it's time travel. It always gets complicated. Yeah, yeah. But basically, sort of, the run up to the final episode is the anomalies are splitting, and um, this this guy Matt, who comes from well, a possible future, he is back in order to stop the anomalies from multiplying. Thank you. <laughs> from multiplying, and he has a recurring dream of a barren wasteland where he's, he's walking through a barren wasteland, and that is the Earth in the future. Mm. Yeah, where the it's like London today. Mm. Well, yeah. <laughs> Can't get a good cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh, and a few broken shop windows from her. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Blame the autons. Uh, yes, well, basically, the anomalies have run amok. They've been multiplying like rabbits. And, well, basically, the future is a mishmash of different time zones, yeah, timelines, all manner of creatures from past and present wandering around. 
Mm. Intriguing. Yeah. So that's the cliffhanger. That's where they left it. Yeah. Mm, Yes. Lots of portals opening up Mm -hmm. in the current day. Mm, That's right, yes. Yeah, and we also find out that there are other people. Well, I mean, apart from um, Nick Cutter's wife, Mm -hmm. I mean, the the late, yes, the late Mrs. Cutter. Mrs. Cutter, yes. Last I saw, she got Mm. gobbled up by. um... (laughs) (laughs) Stop it! (laughs) It's bad enough with him over there with his two Amys. Well, she always used to wear these tops that showed her cleavage. <laughs> Stop it! Mm. <laughs> it's naughty. No, I mean, there are there are a band of people. I mean, you could say they're like sort of temporal adventurers or people who have wandered into the anomalies. And It's a bit like quantum, mate. They're trying yeah. to find their way home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because um, this guy, Matt, he did form a relationship with this female um, traveller from the, uh, was it the late 19th century or something like that? So they, Emily. They, they've opened it Emily. up more. It's not just dinosaurs. Oh, no. They still have the dinosaur of a week. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah dinosaur of the week. Yeah, that, that's been one of my main problems with mm. this format. Mm. It's uh, what could it be possibly be? Ooh, perhaps it's, uh, it couldn't mm. be a dinosaur. Not this time. Oh, it's a dinosaur. Well, technically, oh, well, lost the mark. Actually, dinosaurs. Well, but they look like dinosaurs to us. Yeah, but they're not actually from the right <laughs> period. But anyway, uh, yeah, they are. There is now a much stronger story arc going through it. Mm, yeah, which is going more to the fore as season moves on. Yeah. Because you have this Emily character who's on the run from her ex-boyfriend, is it, or whatever, Ethan. That's right, he turned out to be a bit of a psychopath, yeah. And more than just turned out to be a psychopath, he turned out to be somebody's long-lost brother. Yes, that was, um... Yeah, the guy who got stuck with the uh, proto-humans in the Danny past. Danny Quinn. Danny Quinn, oh, that's right. Yeah, the star from season three. Yes. yes. He turned out to be his long-lost brother. Mm. Mm. Yes. And, of course, Danny makes a return. Oh, he, mm. he, he was stuck in the past. Yes, because yeah. he got stuck in... If I remember rightly, he got stuck in a different past yeah. than the one that... Yeah, to uh, a Connor and uh, Abby. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Mm. It's all very lucky they come back in the right order. Don't come back a few years before they left or anything like that. That'd be tired to come back. That would be, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Zap, I think the word is. Now, um, Alexander Sadig's character. Oh, yes. Oh, Beardy Bashir. Yes, Beardy Bashir, Bashir, yes. yes. Philip Burton. Mm, That's it. Yeah, he's a rather slimy sort, isn't he? Well... Bashir always <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but Bashir was good slime. Mm, you yeah. know, he, he was... Ask Garrick. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they are far too close. Now, 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 now. Mm, ask Donna Vista. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah? They were married. Yeah, time. they were married, yeah. <laughs> no, because ba- um, no, he's got some sort of uh, project going. Yeah, he's mm. a really sinister... Sort of yes, chap. and um, he's po- yeah, he he wants to poach um, Connor over to his side, mm. which basically he has. Yeah, it's not very clear what his intent is, really. Is yes, he... it's to do with the anomalies. Yeah, I think, clearly to do with I think he's the one who starts it all off. Not deliberately, surely. He must have some mm. other plan for them, maybe to make money or... Mm, possibly, yeah. There must be some... I mean, obviously, now that the Ark is sort of, you know, sort of it's part privately owned... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very much an opportunity for various outside business concerns to put their finger in in the yeah. in the uh, anomaly pie, so to speak. Prof- uh, seeking mm. profit. Over oh, good grief! Yeah. Else, yeah. Well, I mean, time travel. You know, so you can yes. go back and learn competitors' secrets even before they sort of think of them, so. or even go forward. Mm. Yeah. Fact, he was talking about trying to get DNA from alien uh, from aliens from uh, dinosaurs <laughs> and future <laughs> kind. And I mean, okay, it's, it smacks a bit of Jurassic Park. I th- yeah, mm. I think that's the sort of thing he was going for, wasn't it? But mm-hmm. it, not sure if it's actually true. But it did bring Ben Miller's character, James Lester, to the fore. Oh, good grief, yes. Because mm-hmm. he didn't really have much to do in previous no, seasons. He no, because he was demoted. Whereas in, in the previous series, I mean, sort of Ben Miller's character, he was very high-ranking, he had government connections. Yeah. He seemed to be more, not necessarily the enemy, but the obstacle that had to become overcome. Yeah, this time um, he's much more on their side. Yeah, he's yeah. very much more on their side. I mean, whereas in the past he was very much... 
much you know, sort of doubtful about yeah. the uh, you know, doubtful about mm. you know, the entire art project. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he goes out of his way to save them mm. either physically That's or right, save yeah. their jobs mm-hmm. and uh, save save all the uh, animals from various yeah. time zones yeah, in the yeah. menagerie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite out of character, but he's clearly found his home and wants to yeah, know, protect he's, he's, he's him. Well, happy we, there. Yeah, we know where his loyalties lie now. I mean, they're yeah. firmly with um, Connor and uh, Abby. Yeah. yeah. Becker, I mean, he's still very much a one-dimensional character at the moment, unfortunately. He is, yeah. I yeah. mean, just sort of, most of his time in the episodes is just spent wandering around corridors, waving his uh, waving his rifle around. <laughs> and the other new character was also very one-dimensional and hardly featured. The mm-hmm. new ops character whatever her name oh was. that's right yes. jess parker mm-hmm. was it yeah yeah i think she's the, more there for eye candy more than yeah. anything else and a possible yeah. love interest for any male character that comes along so yeah for becker yeah becker that's right yeah mm-hmm. strolling into eastenders territory mm. in the theory that two one-dimensional characters getting together makes two <laughs> characters, I'm not sure. <laughs> you never know <laughs> Make one hole. I bet they do. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's clear that she's got the hots for him anyway. Yeah. Mm. And there was that whole thing of him coming to terms and realising and accepting that. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Human emotions, flippity jibbity (laughs) flat. Which is when they're not. Characters don't really care about, yeah, particularly. Yeah, yeah. But we did have characters coming back, particularly uh, Jenny Lewis. Yes, that's came right. back mm-hmm. for an episode, mm-hmm. getting married. Mm-hmm. That was their comedy episode, I suppose. <laughs> Bit like Torshuk with their yeah. wedding one. Yeah, yeah. Dinosaurs running a mock at a wedding. Yeah, yeah. That's very much like the Torshuk. How, how well did it come off? Because deliberate comedy episodes can be quite bad. Mm. It wasn't too bad. It was possible. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't mm-hmm. too bad. I think this season is pretty much opening the way for season five. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. They deliberately left it on a cliffhanger. Yeah, well, as, as you say, mm. it was. It's a deliberate two-hander. They knew oh, they great, were coming yeah. back, mm-hmm. so they, yeah. there's room to do that type of thing. Mm-hmm. How long has it improved over the ITV-only series, do you think? You know, have, has the quality gone up? Have we gone down? Well, they're you know, sort of making an effort to introduce more characters and sort of give them more sort of depth to their characters yeah. as well. With a couple of exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're trying to make a two-dimensional character anyway, yeah. so... Mm. <laughs> Now, now, now. <laughs> Family podcast, remember. All right, fair <laughs> Despite what we've said. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they are up in the intrigue level. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, and they've ditched uh, all that cutter stuff, which yeah. is getting pretty old, frankly, yeah. by the end of season was, three. It was three seasons. You know, there's, yeah. There's only so much you can go without any form of resolution. They they have learnt that. They are yeah. picking mm. the pace up a bit. Yeah. Well, it's got to be a coherent plot arc that, mm. no disrespect, but Unlike X Files or Lost, the plot arcs cause more questions than answers. Yeah, here they mm. clearly have a game plan. They yeah. are working yeah. towards a resolution mm. which they know. Yeah. Well, I mean, basically, sort of in season five, they've got to save the future for want of yeah. a better term. Uh, yeah. yeah. Plus, I mean, sort of find out how, you know, how, when, and why the anomalies you know, sort of were created and how yeah. they first started. You know, sort of why they yeah. started I, appearing. I'm not sure we're finding I mean, that, that out. Was, next season, that was hinted at in previous episodes with Helen Cutter. And this yeah. um, anomaly-creating device that she used to carry yeah, around. This, this, this mm. um, pad mm, device. That's right, yeah. yeah. I remember seeing Which that, yeah. was written out mm. earlier this season. Yeah, we'll yeah but I mean, I'd say it's all, you know, season four and season five you know, to come. I mean, they're definitely up in the ante, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Well, no disrespect, and I'm not being critical, but you have always held a little candle for Primeval. No, I mean, I've always held a yeah. torch for Primeval. Yeah. But yeah, it's just damn good sort of Saturday yeah. tea time family viewing. But you, you say that things are beginning to come together and they are up the interest factor they are although and looking at the ratings here they're down about a million 
million on mm-hmm. average over season three, but yeah. that was two years ago. And yeah. mm-hmm. TV yeah. has figures have dropped. Yeah, mm-hmm. in that Gen- general. So they're not doing too badly. They're not doing as badly as people were saying at the time. Yeah. The ratings crashing. They're not mm-hmm. that bad. I mean, it started at four point nine four million, which first episode would get more. Yeah. It ended at four oh nine million. Yeah, so that isn't too bad. That's just really I mean, it's four million. I think. In the old days, that would have been cancellable. But these oh, yeah. days, it's relatively respectable. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And it's a demographic that ITV don't otherwise cater for. Yeah. Really, so mm. No, that's it. You know, it's It'll be interesting to see what happens with season five, because I think that's premiering on uh, Watch, Watch first. first. That's yeah. right, yeah. Before yeah. coming over onto a terrestrial. Yeah. Yeah. So, so mm. primeval one to keep an eye on. Mm, very much so, yes. Yeah. Okay. Going in the right direction. Okay. Right, and now it's on to our third and final review of the evening. Happy birthday. Come. Sorry. I don't think you want to continue after this one, but we'll see. Okay. (laughs) Again, I'm afraid this is one that dropped off my radar. It's one that dropped out something. Outcasts, I think. Yeah, outcasts. (laughs) It's divided opinion in the Staggering Stories camp. Yes. I I watched I watched the first two episodes. The first episode to my mind had potential mm-hmm. but was lacking something. The second episode was lacking it even more. Mm. I missed the third episode and I've got to admit, it didn't interest me enough to go back and uh, try to find it. Mm. So I'm afraid I, I that was it, first two episodes, and I lost interest. Mm. That's I know, I know. I we're meant to be a review station, so I'm meant to sit there to the bitter end. But yeah, gotta force yourself. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> or, I, I, or orange or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old or, eye yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or even just sit on the fence and get splinters up your bottom. Uh, no, <laughs> my my. It's very delicate. All right. Mm-hmm. Piles. <laughs> I, I'm sitting here on a rubber ring. Anyway, Outcast. Yes. A brief synopsis. Go on then. Mm. Uh, basically, Outcast follows the, um, you could say, the fortunes of um, a group of uh, settlers on planets called Carpathia. Yeah. Yep. Earth is polluted. It's been through a nuclear war. Earth that was. Mm, Earth, yeah, pretty yes, much. Earth that was. Yep. And um, humanity's decided to skim off the cream of the crop. I mean, all the, all the most intelligent athletes or athletic people, and send them on a five-year mission. Mm, that sounds familiar. And but the rest I, of them got sent to Carpathia. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, personally, I'm thinking of uh, Biark. Yeah, definitely Biark material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> telephone ta- sanitizers. Yeah, telephone sanitizers. Telephone sanitizers. Hairdressers. Yep, mm. yep. Yeah. Retired accountants. That's it. Yes. Yeah, lots of accountants in this one. <laughs> You're never alone with a rubber tuck. <laughs> I tell you that you've been in that bath for three years, sir. <laughs> Gin and tonics all round. So we're going into Hitchhiker's. We're meant to be redoing your yeah, outcast. No, we can't go to that nice place. We've got to... <laughs> yeah, we've got, to, we've got to do this odious task. Come on. Um, I wouldn't call it odious. <laughs> I must admit, I wasn't particularly taken with it. I did watch it through to the bitter end, and it, it was very cancelled. Yeah. Uh, by the end. Well, by the end, I mean, well, it was going to a late night slot. So yeah, that's. I think they moved mm. it to Sunday, didn't they? That's well, late night mm, Sunday, yeah. about eleven o'clock mm. slot. I think. I think it was always on Sunday, wasn't it? It was, it was a, it was a prime su- time to. Yeah, it late was a night. Sunday 
eight nine o'clock to Sunday eleven thirty. Yeah, sometime ten thirty or something. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, the writing was on the wall for it. Yeah, from episode three or four, Mm. unfortunately. In fact, I have the viewing figures here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Starts at four point five million, which is very good, respectable. Yeah. Drops to 3.3, mm-hmm. which isn't great, but, you know, it's not yeah. the end of the world. So by the end of the episode, last one, episode 8 was 1.56 million. Ooh, it lost yeah. two-thirds of yeah, his audience. That, that, yeah. That's bad. That is very mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Anyway, but back to the actual story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what <laughs> happened? Right, what's happened? As I say, it follows the uh, fortunes of, um, say, well, by this time, sort of ten years after the settling of uh, Carpathia, yep. um, all the action takes place in uh, in Fort Haven, yes. which is basically a large town, well, I suppose one of the major land masses of, Carpath- of Carpathia. Frontier-style town. Yeah. Mm, that's it, yeah, yeah. with it, walls, yeah, walls, observation towers. It's the, uh, like the old Carpathia ship that they yeah, came mm, to the planet it, in, yeah. basically mm. in the middle of the mm. city with cargo crates for yeah. houses. Mm, that's it, just spread out around it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's very nice, a bit more icely. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, okay, so they're all standalone episodes, but there is, a, you know, there is an arc running through it. Mm, yeah, basically, the fact that means sort of humans. Sort of, this is not the first time that humans have been on Carpathia. No, that wasn't really explained. <laughs> No, because um, there was a scene where um, two of the principal characters meet up with one of the yeah the very first person to land on Carpathia. Mm-hmm. I mean, by this time he's a bit twitchy, he's a bit mad. I mean, yeah. he's, be- he's become a recluse. Mad, yeah. <laughs> mad. Ben Gunn. Mm. Ben yeah. Gunn. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The black spot. <laughs> Basically, sort of, he he claims to be in touch with the spirit of Carpathia, mm. and he says that the planet does want yeah, does not want humanity on there. Okay, so certain mysterious happenings you know, sort of happened prior to that, like. Um, a mysterious virus has wiped out most of the children in the settlements, yeah. and um, birth rates have declined alarmingly. You think, given how bored they must all be, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's only a couple of things you can do. Yeah, well, watch TV. Or, yeah. And then there's a political situation yeah. with yes. humans mm-hmm. with these uh, genetically engineered group. Oh, the uh, ACs. Yes. What does AC? I never understood what AC stood artificial, for. Artificial, oh, competent, artificial competence, or something, something like that. Yeah, it sounded like air conditioning. Yeah, so yeah. Like, <laughs> air conditioning. <laughs> uh, no, I mean basically they're yeah, sort of uh, genetically yeah, sort of replicated humans. They're cannon fodder. Yeah, enhanced mm. physically. Enhanced physically cannon fodder. Yeah. So that they can go out and scout the place mm, yeah. and yeah. subdue mm. the environment. Yeah, 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 and get food, etc., etc. But the president uh, Tate. President Tate, yeah, mm. believed they were the cause of this virus, oh, which virus, killed off all, right. the, all the children. Mm. So he had them banished. I certainly remember being mentioned in the first episode mm. that they were all executed. Yeah, in the first episode, uh, Jamie Bamber from yes. uh, Law and Order and mm. Battlestar Galactica was in it and yeah. unexpectedly was killed off. It didn't last very long. Which is a shame because he was a good character. Yeah, mm. yeah. 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 compared to what was left. Uh, Mitchell, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that whole thing there going on, which is a lot of the plot for many of the episodes mm. and the mysterious happenings with the odd life form on the planet. Yeah, I mean, basically, uh, well, what happened was um, there was an unseen yeah, untouchable force it communicated with various members of the colonies or, you know, or basically sort of assuming their form yeah mm. yeah to sort of say or you know, we're watching you we don't want you here blah, yeah. blah 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 it had great potential it could have been really spooky yeah mm. frightening it could have been a bit 2001 maybe yeah. mm-hmm. that sort of thing but it absolutely lacked that atmosphere i mean what 
What struck me about the certainly about the two episodes that I saw, it reminded me a hell of a lot, and I do mean a hell of a lot, about Earth Two that was broadcast that was I done in the States two, and right, it was yeah, broadcast yeah. in what is it, mid to late nineties. Mm. And again, that started up with so much vast potential and just Fizzled. didn't go anywhere and yeah. fizzled out. Yeah. Which I think the trouble with this was. I don't know how true it is, but I heard rumours that this wasn't originally gonna be science fiction. Mm-hmm. It was going to be set I don't know where. Yeah. And then they grafted on the science fiction aspect to it later and I can't help but feel that might have worked a lot better if they'd been I don't know colonials back in yeah. Yeah. first in America America or, or Australia you know. somewhere mm-hmm. yeah. coming across some force some malevolent yeah. force yeah. Yeah. and then had the political infighting and stuff like that mm. that would have worked better I think it would have done was, and yeah. if they'd really ramped up the spookiness and yeah. filmed it somewhere dark at night a lot more there mm-hmm. off they, this was filmed in South Africa mm. yeah. that's right yeah. beautiful scenery you I'll give beautiful you that scenery, beautiful scenery but, but it's but always very bright yeah, looks really nice and inviting. Yeah, mm. and that wasn't I mean, really. There were right a lot of unanswered questions. I mean, I know, I know, the series ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, with the reaction. It ended mid-scene. I was really dismayed. I thought, is that the final episode? Yeah. None of the characters were left in any final position. Yeah. People like Kaz, the, uh, mm. who's the in charge of the security in theory, you expected him to get some kind of resolution after what he'd been through in the previous two episodes. But that was just stopped abruptly. Did, did, did it work? Everything. Did it work as a se- if they would have done another one? Did it work as a season ender? No. <laughs> so yeah, well, I mean. The thing was, I mean, as I say, I mean, it ended on, on a cliffhanger with a possible coup d'etat you know, yeah. about to take place. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that's the trouble. To my mind, for the first two episodes I watched, it was far too political because you had you had the breakaway ACs, which they mm. at, at that point in time they were thought were all wiped out, and then you had the political infighting in the actual colony. Yeah. Watching with the new chap who came with, in on the, with, the last with, yeah, with the new chap and with Jeremy Bamber's character, he was starting off a revolution in episode one. Yes, which never went anywhere. It never went anywhere, but watching this as somewhere that is trying to continue humanity, Mm. I thought the whole colony is going to be dead within 10 years. They deserve to be. Yeah, through political backbiting and infighting. Mm. It was just fracturing left, right. If this had been a period piece, with people in, you know, old-fashioned hats and pilgrims and Mm. Quakers. Yeah, I think it would have worked so much better. I really do. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, as I say, I mean, there were a lot of unexplained scenes and loose ends. Whereas, I mean, one scene where Cass Cass is talking to um, the female one who found out she was an an AC. Fleur. Fleur, that's right, yeah. Mm. Carpathia looked to be a completely viable ecosystem. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And yet the thing was, there was only sort of a few sort of few examples of insect life, bird life and reptilian life there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is not enough to make a viable ecosystem <laughs> no. by, any, by any stretch of the imagination. But then they find, I don't know how true it was, if it's a projection maybe, but then mm. they found bones of mm. what looked like prehistoric humans. That's right, yeah. yeah. And the implication being that humans had started to evolve on this planet mm. but were killed off by this other force. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It's all very odd mm. and even the birds I'm not sure they were reptiles it just seemed well, like birds. Mm, birds they said yeah. birds because they couldn't avoid the fact there were birds flying yeah, around yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's only so much you can I mean, cut out thought, my thoughts were my opinion yeah, this yeah. is that Carpathia was a prelude you know, to earth could have been I mean as I say mm. so we had basic hominid life you know, evolving there yeah. then yeah. something happened you know, that caused them to be wiped out because I mean they did mention places like the radioactive sea so yes. I mean, my yeah. thoughts were what happened on Carpathia happened again on Earth. Like mankind evolved on Carpathia, mm-hmm. they had a big sort of some sort of you know, sort of 
thermonuclear war. Mm-hmm. The survivors, you know, sort of left, went to Earth. They devolved. Okay, you know, sort of, mm-hmm. could be, could mm-hmm. be, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, some kind. but again, yeah, no, there again, it's, all the, it's just going through a whole bloody vicious circle. Yeah, no, yeah, evolution, war, devolution. Yeah, go to mm-hmm. another planet, devolution, war. Yeah. No you disrespect, know. but mm-hmm. that's been done so many times before. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that was the ultimate. Uh, again much to fan for all, but that was the ultimate resolution of the remake of Battlestar Galactica. Oh, right, was it? The, <laughs> yeah, we, when, when it started, we were told that it was the 25th century, yeah. but they ended up on a very Earth-like planet where they dispersed and recreated it, and they quickly nipped forward a couple of million years, and it was Earth. Okay. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, again, yeah. that is... I know it's a clinch, but it's been done so many times. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the, the whole premise of um, Outcasts, I mean, by its very title, is regardless of wherever it's set, is can, yeah, can people live together peacefully? Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, sort of people going to a new planet, are the divisions that originally sort of put them, put, you know, set people apart from each other, mm. are they just going to replicate them there? But we never know what no, is going no, on. It's been can- Unfortunately, it's been cancelled. So. Yeah, I don't know. It may have had potential. I think mm. the characters needed a lot of work. Yeah. They were very bland. Mm. Yeah. It, the, even the best one, the uh, Kaz, who was played by Daniel Mays, who yes. was the devil from yeah. uh, Ashes to Ashes, Mr. Keats. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he did a good job, but oh, he wasn't what I saw given him. very much yeah. to work with. He really wasn't. Yeah. What I saw of him, that, that was the only entertaining, interesting section on the whole. And his big plot arc with his history, it was in one episode, it's all his world is collapsing. Mm. Then it was that's the penultimate episode. Then yeah. the final episode, it's all forgotten. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's, it's back to normal. Chronic reset True. button. It was. Yeah. On a, a series which tried to have an ongoing storyline. You yeah. can't do that. You can't do that, no. <sighs> okay. Disappointing, but there we go. It yeah. was watchable, but may I say, I mean, it left a lot of loose ends yeah. and un- un- unanswered questions. Yeah. Did, did. Anyway, you lovely people, you've all been sending us feedback. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, either through thank cyberspace or thank through you. dead tree versions. Thank you. 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 And thank you. Anyway, to kick off the proceedings. We have one here from Gary Noden, or Noden, if, yeah, forgive me how the pronunciation is. Only one D, isn't it? Mm. He Hi, says, Gary. Yes. Hello, Hi. Ga- hello, Gary. Hello, Gary. Hi there, everyone at Staggering Stories, especially the head of Pertwee. Oh. <gasps> we haven't, haven't said hello to the head, head of, of Pertwee. Pertwee. To the Who? monocular Inocular. brigade leader, <laughs> head of Pertwee. He's still wearing the eye patch from yes. two podcasts ago. Yes, he is. We have an <laughs> inferno head of Pertwee. Yep. Mm. <laughs> and he burns. <laughs> he's, oh dear. Yes, he's burning. Yes. <laughs> and we also put in a hello to G- Cardboard Grunhilda, Cardboard Plastic Grunhilda Amy's, um, uh, Dangerous Churchill, yes. and Nazi Spock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I think that's it, isn't it? Pretty much. Pretty much so. <laughs> <laughs> and not forgetting the two squeezy toy Darth Vader and Imperial Stormtroopers. Oh, yeah. 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 Get on with it! <laughs> yeah. Hi, everyone. Hi there, everyone at Staggering Stories, especially the head of Pertwee. Hello. Well, without trying to sound like a kiss ass, I love your show and have, <laughs> have, and have no idea why it has taken me so long to listen to it. Why? Oh, why? 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 Better things to do with his life, I expect. Uh, probably. <laughs> yes. We should have better things to do with our lives. We should do. <laughs> yes. I've been following the DWO podcast 
podcast for several years, several years, <laughs> and have been listened to the flashing blade since it started airing, pausing here for the obligatory cry of, Gash on! Gash on! You poor, poor fool, you. <laughs> and after running out of cult stuff to fill my ears, I finally set up the subscri- subscription to your podcast feed today. Cult stuff, did you say? <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> I have now listened to three of the shows and have put one onto the MP3 player for my journey home in the car this evening. Um, careful, yeah. we've had a bad yes. rep with yes. cars. Yeah, we've podcast almost, and cars, yeah, yes. we, We've personally almost called two car accidents, yes. I think. Yeah, yeah. We almost. Almost. Yeah. Okay. almost. <laughs> Don't be the first. Who is it, Naya and uh, Tindog, wasn't it? Could be, mm. could be, I'm not sure. I love the format of the show. It's almost, but not quite, entirely unlike a podcast, as much as it is a bunch of mates geeking out in comfy chairs. <laughs> yep. yep, pretty much what it is. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> Suffice it to say, if I was to have my own podcast, I'd want it to be like yours. Oh, thank you. And I would also like a fake Keith and a Jean. <laughs> <laughs> so would we tonight. <laughs> mm, uh, two for the price of one. Yep. <laughs> I would definitely include a Gillian Mad Governor. Oh. <laughs> oh, and thank you for reminding me about Pages Bar in Pimlico. Oh, yes! yes. I was at the event there for the airing of Babylon 5 Season 3 finale, Zuhadoom. Ah. And that bar made it an even more amazing event. Shame really? it's not there anymore. Mm. I remember that at the auction there, bidding for a signed picture of Mira Falan and getting so wide I wouldn't get it. I actually outbid, my, outbid <laughs> myself. Oops. <laughs> if you go to Zahadoom, yes. you will outbid yourself. <laughs> you will outbid yourself. Worth every penny, I've still got it. Anyway, hope Gallifrey was amazing. It was. It was. Can't wait to hear about it and hope to hear from you soon. Gary Noden. Thank, thank you, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Thank yes, you. thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have one here from Naya, the lovely Naya, the hey, supreme Naya. knitting machine that is Naya. Knitting machine. Knitting. <laughs> knitting. Knitting machine. Supreme knitting machine. <laughs> Good God. Hello, El Presidente, Crumbly, Jean, Keiths, Fake and Drill, the incredibly creepy head of Pertwee <laughs> she's met him, yeah. uh, and Adam's plastic and cardboard harem. <laughs> it was rubber. Fa- Sorry? And rubber. And um, rubber, yes. Rubber. yes. <laughs> it was fabulous to meet most of you at Galley. Hopefully we can do it again sometime eh? and give Chicago tri- TARDIS a try. It's lovely. Oh, well, yeah, we must do it sometime. Uh, yes. yeah. yeah, give the Windy City a try. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they <laughs> Chicago. Anyway, re-podcast 102. Mm. Gene, thank you for sharing your memories of Nick Courtney. Mm. He's someone I'd hoped to have met someday and now never shall. Mm. However, the Staggering Troop Stories tribute didn't mention my f- second favourite Courtney character. Oh, yeah. So please permit me to a slightly longer than 30-second recommendation for the fabulously loopy audio series The Scarifiers. Ah, uh, yeah. I've never heard one. I've heard of it. Mm. I've, I've got yeah, I've one, and I'm, I'm looking for more. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Courtney played the world-weary, unflappable Chief Inspector Lionheart. He and fellow Who alumni Terry Malloy was the very flappable Professor Dunning, composed <laughs> MI13, dedicated to investigating the out-of-the-ordinary, the unexplained, and the downright weird. Mm. Part Ghostbusters, part Lovecraft, part X-Files, and wholly irrelevant. Mm. Courtney chalkled in a behind-the-scenes interview where where he got to punch a nun. (laughs) (laughs) The Scarifies is well worth listening. The five recorded adventures and some freebie downloads are still available from the Cosmic Hobo website, including the adventure for King and Country that aired on BBC Radio. 
Mm. Doctor Who continues in its triumph and is possibly that the Brigadier may live on in its references on the other end of the phone. But the loss of Lionheart means the end of Scourifiers and that breaks my heart. Mm. Naya. Thank you, Naya. Thank you, yeah. That was just over a minute. So Uh, what was Nick Courtney's character? Nick Courtney's character was... (laughs) Chief Inspector Lionheart. Lionheart, you know what that sounds like. Yeah. Lionheart! Galashon! <laughs> but it was it was done. I've I've heard King and Country, and I've got a yeah. copy of that. And it is very tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. It is very nineteen fifties okay. period. But it is hilarious. And like that that is the one where he gets to punch a ghost nun, but it actually <laughs> turned out to be a real nun. <laughs> We've all done that. Yeah. Well punch a nun. Yeah, punch a nun. <laughs> I would wholly endorse that five-second recommendation. Cosmic Hobo. Yeah. Cosmic Hobo. Hmm. I have to take a look. I have one here from Chris. Hello, Hello Chris. Chris. He says, Hello, Staggering Stories. I'm the head of Pertwee and various Amy's, Churchill and Daleks, etc. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Missed 100. <laughs> Never mind. I have another 30-second recommendation for you. Ooh. Do you want the timer? Gone. I've got the timer. Hang on. Here we go. Ooh, ah. Had to get out of its little bag now. Ready when you are. Start the clock. The IT crowd is a Channel 4 sitcom written by former father Ted and Black Books writer Graham Lynham. It involves two characters of Moss and Roy and the antisocial computer game assessed members of a company's IT department, initially having to adjust to the arrival of Jen, their new head of department. The rest involves Moss and Roy trying to cope with the various strange situations modern life throws up and trying to stay on the good side of their boss. The series is a celebration of all things geek particular highlights for me personally being episode 3 of series 2 which I was actually in the audience when they recorded the show that's it 32 seconds that's pretty good that's very good (laughs) oh and before I forget any more news on the Neil Gaiman special TTFN Chris oh we've had we've had some news but we're not releasing it are we I think he means uh, our Neil Gaiman special when we cover oh sorry I beg humble forgiveness yes 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 we've not thought about it we've just mentioned that but the plan this time is not to go weekly (laughs) with with season six yeah particularly given there's only seven of them yeah so we will be doing two episodes of Who per episode yes but we might I haven't passed this around to anybody else so far but it occurs to me you're getting an exclusive as I've got it I know you've got it on DVD we might also do um, Neverwhere in the same podcast we do the uh, redacted not named episode (laughs) we have problems here because I have Neverwhere the DVD Mm. me too I have Neverwhere the book right and I have Neverwhere the graphic novel Ah, (laughs) I only have the DVD (laughs) I've I've got Mm. all of them Yeah. Go to town. So that could be quite a long podcast. <laughs> it could be a very long podcast. But yeah, yeah, if we can fit it in, that would yeah, be great. Yeah, that'd be mm. good. No, dear listeners, go out and, go out and watch Neverwhere. It's very good. Yes. Mm. Or buy the book and read Neverwhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beware the production values for Neverwhere. The, 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 trouble, the trouble with the DVD is it was done on video and does mm, look yes. a little bit ropey, especially now. Yeah, and they didn't do much in the way of music either, did they? No. Was there Monetary any music on it at all? No, hardly any. When hardly. Was it's never, very low-key. When was Neverwhere made? About uh, late 90s? I, no, I think it was mid to early 90s, I think. He's reaching for the laptop, ladies and gentlemen. He's reaching for the laptop. 
because uh, I knew it had Hugh Bennett in it. He's yes. sort of toast for quite a few years. Uh, yes, yes. Um, Mr. Vandermar. Mm. Mm, 1996, apparently. Mm. Yeah, so mid, mid-90s. Yeah, so BC f- two. 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it is looking very ropey now, but it is worth it. Mm, oh, good grief, yes. Mm. Anyway, thanks for that, Chris. Yep, mm, thank you. Right, we have one here from Scardis. Hello, Scardis! Hello, all talking and non-talking heads of the Staggering Stories team. Ah! Ah. <laughs> Firstly, congratulations on reaching the fine milestone of 100-plus shows. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Gene, that was a lovely story about your encounter with Nicholas Courtney. Coincidentally, I had in- acquired Inferno just a few weeks back and enjoyed it immensely. Mm. My exposure to stories with the brig in them is still very small. Mm. I got the soundtrack to Dalek Master Plan with Nick playing <laughs> Brett Viron. Yeti Attack, which has the soundtrack to Web of Fear, yep. which yep. was Lethbridge Stewart's first proper appearance. Yes, Colonel. S- mm. Sparehead from Space and Inferno. I hope to order the invasion soon. <laughs> mm. I also have the Sarah Jane box set for Series 2, mm. where, of course, he makes his last ever TV appearance as the Brig. Yeah. I know a lot of people are disappointed that he never never returned to Who Proper, yes. but I see Sarah Jane as part of Who Proper myself, so I think yeah. he counts. Okay. Yeah. Seems like to be that. a fine bloke, and I join you all in knocking back five rounds rapid. <laughs> Thump. <laughs> right, alcohol poisoning removed. Where was I? Ah, yes, being human, series three. Oh, what a ooh. great series that was. Yes, yes very. We're, 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 yeah, we're coming back to that. Mm. We need to get so much time, so we come mm. back. Only so episode. much we could fit in. Yeah, great performances for all involved. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. Particularly love the comedy actor George and Nina pulled together, especially yes. in episode two, Adam's family. Yeah, where they are <laughs> chatting casually to a blood gimp and the return of the line, "Who wants a piece of my chair?" Sorry, plant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And what happens when George, George gets up for a oh, wee? That, mm. Yeah, that was priceless, that one. <laughs> the return oh, yeah. of... Her- oh, spoiler music, spoiler music. The return of Herrick was some of the best drama we've seen so far this year, mm. and well played by Jason Watkins. Yep. Incidentally, yeah. fact fans, the actress who played Nancy, the detective, Erin Richards, mm-hmm. also had a role in Torchwood, sort of. She played Frida in Asylum. <gasps> the first of the three radio plays that aired Ah. on Radio 4, just prior to Children of Earth. Yeah. All right. Mm. Anyway, moving on, it'll be interesting to see where the series goes from here. First, you had a vampire, a werewolf, and a ghost ghost share a house in Bristol. (laughs) Then we had a vampire and two werewolves who are joined by a ghost in a B&B in Barry, but who commute to work in Ledworth Hospital, 30 minutes from from Gloucester by car. Mm. Nice location with work there, folks. Mm. Now for Series 4, we seem to have two, possibly three, depending on where Tom goes from here werewolves and a ghost taken on the oldest vampire establishment yeah. I look forward to it yeah Definitely. me too brief note on the support show Becoming Human mm. fairly average story but a good little cast bringing it through yes yeah. Leela Mimak Krista is one to watch for the future yep. on yeah. to Doctor Who and the two little comic relief pieces Space and Time <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought they were quite good but it just seemed to be a rewrite of Time Crash Mm. Yeah, we're up skirt action. I, I think. Can, like. I can see where he's coming from with that. I can see it, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Instead of old Tardis crashing into current Tardis, just have the Tardis crash into itself. Yeah. Have a bit of fun in the middle, and then future Doctor tells past Doctor how to fix it. Done. Yeah, the bits like in the middle, I have to admit, were quite funny, but maybe a little risque for the time slots. <laughs> <laughs> eight, eight, was it eight to nine o'clock? Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. St- still, though, heaps better than the effort that Sarah Jane Adventures brought out two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's all be thankful there aren't any true Scotsmen like Jamie McCrimmon on board this version of the TARDIS. Oh! 
I think we're going to have a few letters of complaint. <laughs> You're going to get one now. I'm writing it. <laughs> Adam's Dear Staggering Stories, mm. why, oh, why, oh, why? why? <laughs> Adam, stop imagining if Amy Caron is a stru- true Scotswoman. Focus for a minute. <laughs> I've right. got nothing else for two weeks. <laughs> Focusing up her... No. Right at the very start, Amy seems nervous and anxious to talk to the doctor. Yeah. Mm. I have a feeling that we'll find out what it was that Amy wanted to talk to talk to the doctor about in the impossible astronaut in a few weeks time mm. i can't wait yeah. Not heard your tales of Gallifrey, but I did hear your little quiz battle with the Doctor <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Happy Garnshaw. <laughs> <laughs> and what you lacked in knowledge, victory, you made up for in entertainment values. <laughs> that was a brilliant listen, and I hope for Hooverville, maybe we could have a get a staggering stories versus flashing blade quiz. Uh, that would be interesting. No, 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 no. That would be bad. Mm, yes. Yeah. That no, no, be, no chance. That mm. would be very bad. <laughs> Anyways, talk to all again. Oh, I don't know, sometime in the future. All the best, Scardis. Thank, Thank you, Scardis. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think Tony is currently leading by quite some margin the uh, Doctor Who mastermind, which uh, Luke is doing on Tamudwoop. Yeah, mm. no. Nobody can compete with the Galashon. All right, bear with me because I have um, quite a long one here. Mm. I bet. For- <laughs> Thank you for me pondering. For Mr. M. Oh, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Hello, team. Hello, Mr. M. Hello, Mr. M. I'm melting. Two Amy's. <laughs> I just can't take it. So, podcast 101. Nicholas Courtney, wonderful chap, all of him. Uh, so, podcast 102. The DWP SS quiz. Mm. I'm not sure about SS. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really think that through when I that's, came up with the name. That has bad connotation. <laughs> yeah. that, that's a, right. I will answer along with you, and I can't be bothered to edit it, so good luck reading it. Thanks. <laughs> right. One, who played the Castellan? He's got not a clue. Answer, uh, I did know that one. It's one of the few I knew. <laughs> yeah. Answer, Peter Jericho. Paul. He's got Peter down here. Uh, it's Paul Jericho, He's got I Peter. I'm, I'm, as he said, he hasn't edited, so I'm reading mm. direct. Uh, two, name all the Tom Baker series premieres. Oh, God. I no. didn't know this one. Uh, he's put Robots, Deadly Assassin, Horror Fang Rock, Rebots Operation, Destiny, The Leisure Hive. Uh, answers Robot, Terrors of the Zygons, uh, Mask of Mandragora, Horror Fang Rock, Rebots Operation, Destiny of the Daleks, Leisure Hive. That was a tough one. That was a very tough one. I didn't even answer that one, I don't think. First episode of War Games, something of April, 69. Answer, 19th of April. Yeah. Uh, in what stories of the classic and new series was the Doctor Holmes planet first mentioned? He's put Invasion of Time, Runaway Bride. Mm-hmm. It was Time Warrior, Runaway Bride. See, I wouldn't have known either of those. I th- no, I think I got that one. I think I got that one. Yeah. This is a couple of months later, so... Yeah, well, it's what, five weeks ago now? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What was Anthony Anley- Ainley's Radio Times alias for Castrovalva? Oh, nobody got that one. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I should know this because I read The Watcher's Guide to the Master in last DWM. No, can't think of anything. Not a clue. No? Mm. Uh, right. Listen to the podcast, last podcast. Excluding the word, the name, the three of the four classic Who stories, which titles included the Bible. Yeah. Included in the Bible. So it's Genesis of the Daleks, the Romans, Remembrance of the Daleks, Mark of the Rani. Yeah. Didn't realise the Rani was a... a Mark. <laughs> I, th- I don't think Chip had uh, yeah, thought of I that one that either. Yeah, I think that was a... Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, when was Rose broadcast? March the 26th, 2005. He got that completely right. Well, I didn't But apparently that. that was a guess. Hmm. Yeah, that's impressive. 
Who played young Amy? Kate Blackwood. Answer. Kate. Kate, Kate sorry, Kate Lynn Blackwood. Um, that was easy. Didn't have. Didn't yeah, remember that, that one. Yeah. Name one reference that the Doctor has made to of the Philippines or the Philippine people. Mm. He hasn't got a bloody clue. No, I, I have done. I think I staggered my way towards this one. You did. You I did gave you know ninety nine percent of the answer. Yeah, I think Chip is a bit lenient there, but yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was tying myself in knots on that one. Yeah. Right. Who put River Song in chronological order of the stories? Okay, yeah. Mm. He says he knows them off by heart. Chronological order is The Pandorica Opens, Big Bang, Time of the Angels, Flesh and Stone, Silence in the Library, Forest of the Dead. Yeah. That's the way the life runs. Right. Yeah, uh, I probably could have figured uh, that. Yep, that's completely answer. And then he finally puts Gallifrey 22, I want to go, please take me with you, please. <laughs> that's in the past. Yeah. It's 23 next it's year. 23 next one, yep. Pandorica opens. This is an absolutely amazing episode. Matt Smith shines as the Doctor and Karen Gillen, Gillen gives an amazing performance as Amy. Best bit, Vince Van Gogh, Winston Churchill, River Song, Liz Ten, Karen Gillen, the TARDIS exploding, <laughs> Pandorica opens, Stonehenge, the Doctor, there was a goblin trickster or a warrior, a nameless mm. terrible thing that soaked in blood of a billion galaxies, the most fear being in the cosmos, and nothing could stop it or hold it or reason with it. One day it would drop out of the sky and tear down your world. Amy, mm. how did it end? Doctor, you know fairy tales? Good wizard tricked it. River, I hate good wizards <laughs> in fairy tales. They always turned out to be him. Yeah. <laughs> Amy, it's a weird, I feel, I don't know, something. The Doctor, people fall out of the world sometimes, but they always leave traces. Little things that you can't quite account for. Faces in photographs, luggage, half-eaten meals, rings. Nothing's ever forgotten. Mm. Nothing completely. And if sometimes it can be remembered, it can come back. Also, he's put, your house, it's too big, too many rooms. Does it ever bother you, Amy, that your life doesn't make any sense? Roy, but I don't understand. Why am I here? Because you are. The universe is big and vast and complicated and ridiculous. And very, very rarely, impossible things just happen. And we call them miracles. Well, that's the theory. 900 years and I've never seen one yet. But this would do me. And he's also put, Karen Gillan, I love you. I'm not sure mm. if that appeared in it. But, <laughs> uh, Nothing you did. <laughs> just the thought. Bloody hell, this is long. Being Human Series 3 Final. Spoiler music, spoiler music. Great, but I just wanted to say, I hope you don't replace Mitchell with another vampire, but there probably will. Just a thought. Series split in half, series at the end of the year, series final in November-ish. 50th anniversary, November the 23rd, 2013. Mm -hmm. Saturday the 23rd of November, to be precise. Indeed it is, yeah. Comic relief, time and space. Best bits, Karen Gillan, Amy. Mm -hmm. His jealousy because I passed my first test. (laughs) Rory, you cheated. You wore a skirt. I didn't wear a skirt. Uh, (laughs) That'll do it too. Jay liked the idea of Amy not wearing a skirt, brackets. (laughs) Rory, well, that would have worked too. Rory, have you ever seen Amy drive, Doctor? No, neither did her driving instructor. It was my skirt, my husband and your glass floor. (laughs) Karen Gillan, Karen Gillans. Yeah. World ends with two Amy Ponds forever. And then what would you think? Let me think. Rory, absolutely no problem at all. (laughs) I'm sure you're fed up with me, so bye. If only there was two Amy Ponds, a.k.a. Mr. M. P.S. Love you, fake Keith. 
You do realise that's my <laughs> wife you're talking about, then? Uh, thank you, Mr. M. Uh, thank you, Mr. Yes, M. Thank you, yes. With sure provisions. We, <laughs> sure we got digital red lines just as compared to the original, but there we go. Yeah, oh, God, no way. <laughs> I'm reading and I'm trying to be fast because it's mm. getting late. Yeah. <laughs> we have one final bit of written feedback, I think. Oh! Then a little audio feedback. Then we'll be done. Uh, Patrick. Hello, Hello Patrick. Patrick. Patrick says, Dear team and team. newly tanned head of Pertwee. <laughs> mm. Blimey, it's been a while, eh? Yeah. yeah Since so much has happened since I last emailed, I thought I'd just catch up with the events. Firstly, the comic relief specials, Space and Time, otherwise known as A Shag of Grunhildas. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you guys must have predicted something when that podcast came out. I thought the mini-episodes weren't bad. Yeah. There were no time crash, sure, but fun. Now, if I check the Staggering Stories recording schedule, you'll be recording this week and a bit after the episodes were shown. So Adam should just be coming out of his coma oh. after the pond-on-pond pond moments. <laughs> He's gone back during this podcast. We've had a few moments. <laughs> I do have one small question, though. Do all the technobabble make any sense? I didn't quite follow it, but you clever chaps... <laughs> should be able to tell me whether it's Bolax or not. <laughs> well, I think the review of the episode, I, I put forward my, I won't say gripes, but unhappiness about the techno babble. Well, ignoring sort of the thermocouples and the wibbly lever. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the concept is Well, we've, we've had thermocouples before, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm You're happy. You're okay with I'm okay with the thermocouples. It's the wibbly lever that I have. Don't like wibbly lever. No. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's mentioned a temporal implosion in the time crash. Mm. And that's probably from somewhere else, because Moffat's yeah, yeah. such a fanboy. That, yeah, that, that is, yeah. Somewhere probably in the Pertry era, or God knows Probably. Where. Yeah. No, I think the basic premise was, was fine. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It, it worked for me. Because we've also had other TARDISes landing in the TARDIS, so we've got a, a folding, internally enfolding space-time thingy. Yeah. Mostly Logopolis mm. and, what is it, Monster in Time? Time Monster? Time Monster, I think. tell you about that one. Yeah. Yeah, saying Logopolis. Yeah, nice to see a space loop. Yes, as well as a time, time loop, loop. In this case, yeah, yeah. A stable time sort loop. of flips flips it on its head. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Patrick continues. Also, recently we had the death of Nicholas Courtney, the Brigadier. Yes, I feel quite ashamed to say that as a mere child, I've never seen an episode of Doctor Who with the Brig in, and I even missed the episode of the Sarah Jane Adventures he was in. However. I think there's a real testament to a person that I'd only ever heard stories about from other people, yeah. you guys mainly, could affect me so much in their passing. Your <laughs> tribute episode had me a little teary. You think we were a little teary as well. <laughs> it really was lovely. Rest in peace, sir. What else was happening? Ah, yes. Doctor Who titles. The Impossible Astronaut and the Day, Amy Mo- uh, the day of the Moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Sounds pretty good to me. Although the favourite thing about these titles is when I told my brother the episode 2 title. He got a little confused and thought, instead of Day of the Moon, I said Dave of the Moon. <laughs> I may or may not have forgotten to correct him. The I really liked Dave. <laughs> I really liked the few small trailers we've been getting this week. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. Yes. Anyway, it's quite enough of this nonsense. I'm going to try and email in a little more now, since I missed the last two. I'm getting busy, though, with this little project that I've been helping out with. Incoming plug. I've been working with a few other guys to create a free online comedy podcast panel show type thing. Ooh. It's really very good, and you should all go and download it at www.tttg, that's 40s.blogspot.com. <laughs> End of plug. We shall bound out and do that as soon as we've left here. Yeah, what does TTTTG stand for? I don't know. Tell us. Tell us. Yeah, you have to. Anyway, okay, I'll stop advertising my products now. See you guys in a few weeks. 
Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. Mm, thank you, Patrick. Yeah. T T T T G. Yeah. Perhaps his finger got jammed on the T button. <laughs> Maybe. We'll have to look it up. <laughs> Put a link in the show notes and I'll yep, find yep. out what it's all about. Mm, yep. Exciting. And to him, exciting, we have a bit of audio feedback. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Okay, here we go. Hello, Staggering Stories team. It's Martin Nimran from Bad Wolf here. Yeah, hello. 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 Martin hello. from Bad Wolf. Yeah, we just wanted to drop you a belated congratulations on reaching 100 episodes. Oh, thank well you. done. Thank you, Jeff. finally good. made it. I am proud of you. <laughs> yeah, it's gone so quickly. I know. It felt, it just, it's like it was only a couple of days ago when you were like... On your first episode. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> then you've grown up so fast. <laughs> in, man. But what do you think of that? We're only at 20. I mean, yeah. that's just terrible. I mean, for us to get to 100 episodes, we'll be recording long after we've both died. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, there'll be recordings that's like going to be dug up of us still trying to do the podcast. <laughs> and we're just like only at 98 before we... <laughs> Pop our clogs. Our families oh, will take us gosh. to see someone like Derek Akora. They'll go to see Derek <laughs> oh. Akora and they'd be like, oh, there's, there's a guy who begins with M. And they'll go, yeah, that's mine. <laughs> and there's a guy who begins with I. Yeah, that's him, Rand. <laughs> and what are they talking about? Oh, they're talking about the latest Doctor Who. Oh, yep, yep. <laughs> 2089 or something, that's when it's going to be. Yeah. And it only just got past the 12th Doctor. <laughs> Somehow so the boss managed to regenerate so many times he stayed at the 12th Doctor for so long. What? Yeah, great great grandkids are they're getting it. sidetracked. Yeah. Mm. Well, like I say, well done. Hundred, a hundred, a hundred. What I mean, yeah. that's just. I'm just trying to figure out how we're going to get to a hundred. Oh, I know, I know. It's uh, it's quite impressive. And guys, if you ever want two young, handsome men to come on the show, then we're more than willing. I was to about to say, if you want two handsome give you their young numbers. men to come on, uh, come on your show, don't don't ask us. Yeah, we'll, we'll pass you their contact details. Yeah, we'll pass you their contact details. Oh, thank you. Anyway, I guess we better wrap this up now. Uh, yeah, congratulations, guys. Well done. Hopefully, we'll catch thank up to you. 100 in the next three or four years. Yeah. So uh, you could catch us at the gallery. See you me. later. Bye. 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 Love you. Bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, what, what you don't realise is we're actually contractually obliged to sleep in a cryogenic chamber that Adam keeps in his basement. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, yeah. Uh, we, we, mm. we live the podcast. Every now and again, he cracks them open, we come up, do our little bit, and then we go back. After this, we'll go back down into the cryo sleep. Get to have a cat in there with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, about. yeah, yeah. So it's occasionally yeah, stroke if, it. Every time he thaws us out, we lose a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't quite sing as well, though. No, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that about wraps it up for us, I think. I think so. I think we can't. Back into the freezer. Yeah, yeah. That's it, back in the fridge. Hmm. Uh, I've got my winter woolies on. Yeah. <laughs> got we <your wee> water. <laughs> Fair like <laughs> bikini. And yes, as Brett would say, back in the old freezer renals. Huh? Yes. <laughs> anyway, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Yay! <laughs> back to normal podcast this time. Yes. yes. Even though there's only three of us. Normal podcasting yep. will be resumed. As soon as possible. And hopefully we'll have the ladies with them. Yes. Yeah. And as soon as Adam's calmed down from the conk relief. Yes, two oh. Amos for the price of one. It'll <laughs> take a while. <laughs> <laughs> and so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Again. <laughs> Deja vu all over yes. again. He, he, he's got cryo sleep poisoning and he's repeating himself yeah. but never fear in the next one there'll be more of the same more fun frivolity and jollity more news and reviews yeah. more who all are new so yeah. until that cataclysmic combo comes crashing down climactically <laughs> around us <laughs> yes. this is can me. we get off the case and move on <laughs> to something else this is me crumbly saying be seeing you goodbye <laughs> bye bye 
Right, back in the fridge. Oh no, but it's cold in there. You have been listening to the Stangery Stories podcast, series one, number 103, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, and Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers on our site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this podcast is now presented in production at www.staggeringstories.net. We're going to have an episode of The Prisoner. Need to lubricate my throat for this. Sorry, that was the intro. It's been a while since I've done this voice, so I might be a bit rusty. Oh dear! <laughs> Too much power! El Presidente has asked me to come over and introduce this to Staggering Stories, podcast number 104. Three. Three. <laughs> Take two. Ryan, backing music, uh, Rolling Stone Satisfaction. <laughs> As in, can't get no. Mm. Okay, I don't need to write that down because it's been recorded. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Mm. <laughs> it's been a while. Mm. It has, it has. And we're still not all here. No. No. Nope. I'm not all there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, we haven't int- oh, we have introduced ourselves. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> we haven't introduced the head of Pertwee still wearing his eye mm, patch. Yeah. But this mm. is now an outtake, so I think we should have yeah. introduced the head of Pertwee mm. only wearing his eye patch later. The mono- monocular brigade leader, head of Pertwee. Yes. Mm. <laughs> but that'll be later. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. No, we're going to forget it completely. Mm. <laughs> we will. But yeah. Oh, okay. okay. All right, news. News. I'm bouncy. I want the news. Idris. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe. Idris, that was the dragon from... Um, I think it's Idris, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. the name of the dragon from Avoy the Engine. This is an whole outtake that isn't even going to get in the show. No, so. no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's move on. Time to buy a new cook- bookcase to house the whole... Cook- cookcase. Yeah, I'll start that again. <laughs> Dead of winter. Mm. Hang on. Or that should be... Let me just put chocolate in his mouth. <laughs> we can wait sleep. <laughs> suck, suck, for God's sake, suck! Shut up. <laughs> Swallow. <laughs> oh, spit. Don't gargle. All right, anyway, uh, where are we? Uh, the new novels were released titled, just say dead. Nothing like a glorious bit of audio. He's lost his phone. <laughs> <laughs> It's all the wires. It looks the, the where Adam sits actually looks like Peter Cushing's TARDIS. You've got wires, wires and cables, everywhere. soft centres. Yep. Yeah, I was watching those last week. Oh, oh yeah. Mm. Second one was definitely better. Mm. Yeah. Even though Dark the Dalek ship still reminds me of a Ford Anglia. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see the wires. I I can yeah. just it's a about. shame. He couldn't when I was smaller. I can mm, now. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. On the small TVs, you couldn't couldn't yeah. see it. Yeah. Anyway. I'd actually like a model of that Darnick. I'd like a model mm. of Darnick Shits, but I'd like a mm. model of that one because that was distinctive. 
Yeah, it was. It had, it had tail fins on it. Yeah, it looked like, it looked like the back end of Thunderbird 2. Mm. <laughs> the back end of Penelope. <laughs> <laughs>